Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. You will have your way, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Ushers, you could collect that offering. Um, I had an I, I had the opportunity to host tonight. It's been a blessing, but I'm really excited to announce and um, invite our guest speaker up. I just want to share two seconds about her, Pastor Beth. Everybody here knows Pastor Beth, right? She's such a blessing. She's over pastoral care here, but I just want to say one thing about her. I've known Pastor Beth probably, I would say, 25 years, and I will say this. From the time I knew her in my early 20s, uh, that's where I started out in church. She was one of the pillars of the church there, and... From that time until now, I don't think I've ever seen her lose her passion for the Lord. And she didn't even hear any of this as I'm saying this. Did you hear that? Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so she, I consider her just a precious sister in the Lord. She's an amazing woman of God. She hears from the Holy Spirit. And she's a powerful minister. And I know that what she brings tonight is directly from the heart of God. Because she has that childlike faith. And it's contagious. So I just want to welcome Pastor Beth Breeden. Thank you, Tommy. That was wonderful. Thank you. That was a great introduction. How's everyone to... Whoa, we have a full house. When you sit up front and your back is to everybody, you don't see everyone in the auditorium. Praise God. Isn't it good to be in the house of God tonight? What a precious presence of the Holy Spirit as we worship the Father tonight. He's so good. He's so good. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, I want to talk about something very briefly before I um, get into the message tonight. And what I'd like to talk about is the ministry gifts, just to give you a brief, a brief description of what ministry gifts are so that you can know what you can expect to receive from a ministry gift. Amen? Amen? Especially or specifically, I'm going to be talking about the ministry gift of the pastor and the teacher. And you can read more about that in the book of Ephesians in the fourth chapter, starting in verse 8. It says that when Jesus ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. When it says men, it's mankind. <coughs> So he, Jesus ascended, and he distributed gifts to mankind. And there are a number of gifts, but the two, as I said before, I want to really hone in on tonight are the gifts, ministry gifts of the pastor and the teacher. We see what the job description descriptions are for the pastor and the teacher in Jeremiah 3.15, if you're taking notes. It says in Jeremiah 3.15 in Ephesians 4.12 that the purpose of the pastor is to feed the flock with knowledge and understanding to equip the saints for the work of the ministry and the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. So when we come together, when we assemble on a Wednesday night, on a Saturday night, or on a Sunday, we can put, have an expectation from the Spirit of God through these ministry gifts that we're going to be fed with knowledge and understanding. We're going to be built up. Amen. We're going to be equipped for what? The work 
of the ministry, amen? So I hope that you're expecting to receive not from a person, but from the gift of God in me as he's called me to do this, not for me, but for you, amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for your presence tonight. We're so thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ and the presence of your precious Holy Spirit. We know that he's here with us tonight, and we thank you that he has his way in our midst, that eyes have been opened, ears have been opened, and hearts are open, Father, to receive your word tonight so that each one of us can know your will. We trust you, Holy Spirit, to prepare us for the things yet to come, and we believe that you will show us what we need to know in this hour, in Jesus' precious name. Amen? Amen. 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 Bear with me. Usually I have paper notes. I'm graduating to a computer. I checked my battery before I came out. I thought, oh, dear Jesus, that would be a nightmare. So I brought a paper copy just in case. You know how when we had, like, oh, we only had Google Maps, and then we, GPS came out, and you didn't want to let go of the paper, and then you, so you heard two voices in your car. The paper was telling you one thing, the GPS was telling you another thing, and then finally it was like, I have to just listen to one. So that's kind of like what I'm doing tonight. Okay, I received, a, back to being serious now, I received a prophetic word from the Lord last week, actually on last Thursday, and I'll be up here for the next 20 or so minutes to deliver that message. This is what the Lord said. Speak much in the spirit, and when necessary, speak in English. I'm going to say that again. Speak much in the spirit, and when necessary, speak in English. And when the spirit of God spoke that to me, when I say that for those that are here, for those that may be newer, for, and I'm, you're thinking, oh my gosh, she thinks God talks to her. He does. But the way he spoke to me, the way he communicated with me was an inward knowing, an inward, an inward voice, an inner voice. I knew immediately what the emphasis was when he said that. The emphasis was on what is needed or needful in this hour, and that is speaking in the spirit. Okay, Pastor Beth, that's great. Explain to me what speaking in the spirit is. Speaking in the spirit we can define it two ways. Number one, speaking spirit-inspired words in a known language, your primary language, at strategic times for a particular purpose. Or what we're going to be looking at tonight, speaking in a spirit language, in other words, speaking in tongues. God needs a voice on the earth. He releases his will through words. He was the word made flesh that dwelled among us. Jesus is no longer here. When he was here, he would speak the word of God, as did kings and priests, men and women of old. But the good news is God's spirit is here. When Jesus was preparing his disciples for his departure, he told them that it was advantageous or expedient for him to go away 
and he told them why. He said that he was going to send, and he told them the helper. Let's look at John 16, 7. The rendering that we have up on the screens right now is from the Amplified Classic version of the Bible. Jesus speaking. It's not in red on the screens. Oh, yeah, it's right there, but it's white in the back. This is Jesus speaking. However, I am telling you nothing but the truth. When I say it is profitable, which means good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Jesus is telling his disciples here, he's not really telling them, he's literally commanding them not to depart from Jerusalem until they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They had already been baptized into Christ. The Bible teaches a number of different baptisms. Tonight, we're going to be looking at one specific type of baptism, but it's important to note that the disciples had already been baptized into Christ. What does that mean? It means that they were born of God. They were born again spiritually. So Jesus was telling them, now there was going to be a subsequent event that was going to take place. They were already born again, but now Jesus was telling them they needed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Once Jesus left the earth, he fulfilled his promise and he sent the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. I love saying it that way. Let's look at what happened when the Holy Spirit came. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Now when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Now get this. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In other words, as the Spirit gave them this supernatural ability, they began to speak in a language that they had never spoken in before. They didn't know what they were saying. Nobody ever taught them what to say. Supernaturally, they received a spirit language. That got me thinking as I was studying this week. I was thinking, okay, Father, you did that for a reason, obviously. Everything God does is for a reason. Why is the very first supernatural manifestation that we see a spirit language? What, was, what, what is its purpose? What was its purpose back then? Well, if you read a little bit further in the book of Acts and go down to chapter 2 and verse 11, it tells us that this group of 120 disciples spoke in tongues, and when that happened, every men from every nation under heaven, the Bible says, were there in Jerusalem at that time, and what occurred with this release of this new spirit language was these men from different countries that spoke different languages each heard 
the wonderful works of God in their very own language. That's supernatural, right? When a group of Jews are standing there and they start to speak in an unknown tongue and every bystander from different countries, I won't go into all the names, I hope you read it for yourself in Acts chapter 2, were standing there and they were just hearing these wonderful works of God. That's supernatural. At this point in time, the church was in its infantile stages. The disciples didn't have a clue what was going on. They only knew that their Lord Jesus had told them, had commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem until they had been baptized with the Holy Spirit. They didn't know what they were speaking. They had no idea. Picture this church. They didn't know what was going to break out. Just like we don't know what's going to happen tonight. The Holy Ghost is here. The same Spirit of God is here in our midst. Amen? They had... No understanding, it's important to know that, no understanding about the instrumental part that this supernatural language that they were now able to speak, they had no idea the part that that was to play in God's plan. It was, and here's another word for you to hang on to, it was a mystery to them. 1 Corinthians 14.2 says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. Let me just stop there for a moment. When we speak in other tongues, somebody sitting next to me or hearing me, unless the gifts of discerning, of, unless the gift of tongues and interpretation, rather, is a manifestation, they're just going to hear me speaking in tongues. They're not going to know what I'm saying necessarily, unless they need to hear what I'm saying and God interprets it, or... They're just, they're just going to sit there and be uninformed. It's not going to edify them. It's not going to build them up. But when we speak in other tongues, it's not for other men. It's for God. Because the word tells us that, it is that we, are, we are speaking directly to God. However, get this, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. When we speak in tongues, we are speaking mysteries in the spirit directly to God. Isn't that amazing? We're here on the earth, but when we speak in the spirit, when we speak in tongues, we are speaking into the realm of the spirit, the unseen realm, and we're speaking directly, for those of us who are born again, we're speaking directly to our heavenly father. The word mysteries means this, secrets divinely revealed. So when we speak into the spirit in other tongues, we're speaking secrets that are divinely revealed. The Amplified Classic Version says that we're speaking secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. Isn't that amazing? The Holy Spirit answered my question. I was so glad when he did. I literally, I don't know about you, but when the Lord speaks to me, I think more highly of myself than I ought, that my memory, I'm going to remember, oh, that's great, God, yep, I'll remember that. And then I asked me five or ten minutes ago, what did the Lord say? Oh, my gosh, I forgot. So I'm driving past the the post office here in Brick, and the Holy Spirit just gives me this revelation, and I was, oh, my gosh, all I did was from the post office back to the house was say, say exactly what the Lord had put on my heart and spoke to my heart. I ran into the house and I got right to my notes and I wrote everything down. 
because I didn't want to forget this. So what is the question? The question, again, is why is speaking in tongues the first supernatural ability that the Holy Spirit gave the disciples? And we find the answer in Acts chapter 2, verse 14. Get, I'm going to read directly from my notes because I really took time to craft these sentences so that you get the full impact of it. As the disciples were speaking in tongues on that day of Pentecost, they were speaking in the realm of the Spirit to the Spirit of God. They were speaking forth divine mysteries which opened the door for God to perform his will here on earth. What happened next was that Peter stood up and preached a heart-piercing message that ushered nearly 3,000 souls, the Bible says, into the kingdom of God. I am firmly convinced that what happened that day through Peter and with the 3,000 was the direct result of the disciples speaking in tongues. They were speaking forth secret truths and hidden things not obvious to their understanding. They had no idea what was about to break out. They had no idea about what the church was going to look like. They didn't know how God was going to be using them. They were speaking forth a divine, hidden mystery of God. And when you read the Bible, you'll see that that mystery was the mystery of the church. Amen? Oh my gosh, I could just run right now. <laughs> Glory to God. Speaking in tongues releases hidden truths, secret truths, things unknown to us, but known to God. Amen? Amen. Speaking in tongues accesses the realm of the spirit. We know God is spirit, right? And it allows God to perform his will here on this earth. Let's look now at the book of 1 Corinthians. We're going to start in the second chapter, and I've kind of, I've picked key verses from 7 to 13 that speak about what we're, what we're looking into tonight. Verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, hidden wisdom, which God ordained. God has revealed to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. No one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. We have received the spirit who is from God. That's the Holy Spirit. We received him when we were born again. That we, why? That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. This is so good. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Amen. Amen. Jesus said that one of the things we could count on the Holy Spirit being to us as we were in close union with him or fellowship with him was that he would be our teacher. He would be our helper. Romans 8.26 says to us that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, also helps in our weaknesses. What is that? Dullness of perception or ignorance. You don't know. 
for we don't, do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Those disciples on the day of Pentecost, if Jesus told them, listen, there's going to be this entity on the, the earth that's called the church, and you're going to be used to pray that into existence. They had no clue how to pray. They didn't know how to, how to do that. They didn't, and, and nowadays, we wouldn't know enough word to be able to do something like that. But the spirit language, speaking in tongues, was, was speaking directly to God so that that prayer, those words, their voices, that speaking into the realm of the spirit allowed God to come and enter into the earth to perform his will. Apart from the Holy Spirit, there is no possible way for you or me to know what the future holds. Would you agree with me? Yes. Amen. Apart from the Holy Spirit, there's no possible way for you and I to, or you and me to pray for future events. We can't. Apart from the Holy Spirit, it's impossible for us to pray for our family members because we don't necessarily know what they need to have prayed for or to receive prayer for. If we need to pray for somebody in China, if we need to pray for a nation, we don't have any idea. We know the basics about praying that the gospel will go forth, that God would send laborers into the harvest field, but if there's something that's gonna be taking place where there's gonna be mass destruction, there's gonna be a coup, there's gonna be civil unrest, we don't know that, right? But the Spirit of God knows that. And right here in little New Jersey, you and I, could pray in the spirit, pray in other tongues, and be used by God to change the course of nations. Doesn't that just get you pumped? Come on, guys, yes? Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So Jesus told us that the Holy Spirit would be our helper. We need the Holy Spirit's help. I don't know, I don't care how effective, how fluent, how, how long you've been a prayer, we all need the Holy Spirit's help when we pray because we don't know what to pray for or when to pray for something. I want to give you just a brief example. When I was first saved, um, my, my spiritual dad at the time was a man named Ron. And I remember sitting in prayer meetings and feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to... I want to get involved, but I don't know what to say. I think I'm going to sound really silly. So I just sat there and I was just soaking everything up. And I said to him afterwards, you know, this was amazing, but I just don't know how I could ever get to the point where I could pray like sister so-and-so or like brother so-and-so. And he said to me, he was from Texas, and he said to me real slow, are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? That was a horrible example. <laughs> I said, yes. He said, can you pray in other tongues? I said, yeah. He said, you can pray as powerfully and as effectively as someone who's been as sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so because you are allowing the Spirit of God to use your voice to bring forth the plans of God on this earth. And he, that encouraged me. So I was like, I can't wait. And I, every chance I got, I, I would pray in the Spirit. And just a side note, when you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit and you receive your prayer language, that is the doorway into the supernatural. That's the avenue with which all of the gifts of the Spirit can manifest. Let's look in first... Well, no, we don't have to... We're not going to look at it up on the screens. I'm just going to read it to you. You can write it down for, in your notes. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1, 
and chapter 14 and verse 1, the Apostle Paul told us that we are to desire spiritual gifts and not to be ignorant about them. Not to be ignorant about them, and we are to desire them. He said in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. This is a man who, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote nearly 50% of the New Testament. I think that speaking in tongues and praying in tongues did him some good. Would you agree? Amen. Amen. Simply put, and what I'd like you to take away from tonight, one of the things I'd like you to leave with tonight, speaking in tongues releases God's will on earth. Amen? God's will for your life, God's will for your family, God's will for your church, God's will for revival, God's will for America, God's will for the nation, I could keep going on and on, God's will for the nations, and the return of his son. We have a part to play in seeing to it that our voices are used for God's glory. Amen? Amen. Every born-again believer has a part to play in the will of God coming to pass in this hour. From the housewife to the homebound, the seasoned saint to the new Christian, the very young and the very old. Let me speak to the very young that are in here tonight. Guys and girls, if you're born again, if you have prayed to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God desires for you to have a spirit language. You're never too young to start. Amen? A lot of people in the Bible did great things for God, and they were very, very young when they did them. The Spirit of the Lord came upon them, but he's in you. The blood that we spoke of that has made our hearts clean has prepared the way for the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he wants to manifest supernaturally through your life. Your age is not a deterrent. Your age is not a deficit. Actually, your age is a benefit. Because you haven't experienced what a lot of us in here that are older than you have. And a lot of stuff gets in the way and can clutter things. God needs your voice. And as I finish up, he needs your voice. And my final question to you is, will you be a voice for God? Would everybody please stand? Please remain at your seat also. Please, nobody moving around. This is a, a really important time because God is, has been drawing hearts. God is, has opened eyes. He's opened ears tonight. And if this message has spoken to your heart, and you now recognize the importance of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, you, you realize and understand the importance of having a spirit language, and you want to speak in tongues, you want that gift that God is freely offering you, you want to be God's voice on the earth, please get out of your seats and come forward, come right up here right now, just line up right in the front. Don't hesitate. You have that going on in your heart right now? For everybody to come up, it just takes one person to move. Please, I beseech you not to leave here tonight without receiving the power 
Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We can't serve God, church, supernaturally. Jesus knew his disciples could not get the job done until they had received power. We need power in this hour to complete the plans of God on this earth. I'm going to hang in there. I know what it's like to get out of your seat to come forward. I'm, I'm not rushed. We have plenty of time. Just come up here and just line straight up, if you would, to leave room for everybody else. Just keep coming up. Come up, come up, come up, come up. We need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our loved ones are counting on us. Amen. Keep coming. I know there are more people. Let me tell you this while you're contemplating getting out of your seats. Satan hates it when we speak in tongues. He hates it. He will do everything he can to keep you at your seat. You know why? He can't understand what we're saying. It's a mystery. It's hidden. He can't put his hands on it. He can't taint it. He can't stop the move of God. He's utterly clueless. We know that because God hid the mystery of Jesus from him because had he ever known, he would never have crucified the Lord Jesus Christ, the word teaches us. Keep coming up. Come on, you need the power. You need the power. Um, nobody's going to be embarrassed. We're not here to embarrass anyone. What I'd like for those of us who have already received our spirit language to do right now, just really quietly, I'm a loud prayer in tongues, but I don't, I don't think that this situation calls for loudness right now. Just very softly in your seats, begin to speak in tongues. Thank you, Jesus. Just really softly, if you have received that gift, just please speak in other tongues. Anyone else? Okay. For those of you that came up, I'm telling you right now, your life is never going to be the same. Never. Amen. I'm going to lead you all in a prayer, a short prayer, and I'm going to ask you to repeat the words after me because God wants to hear your voice. You're the ones that are going to be receiving this gift tonight. Amen. Heavenly Father, I am your child. I am born again. And I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You said in your word that whoever seeks finds, and those who ask receive. So, Holy Spirit, rise up within me. By faith, I expect to speak in tongues as you give me utterance, according to Acts chapter 2, verse 4. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, what I want you to do is begin thanking God. If you have to, raise your hands. Just raise your hands and thank God for whatever you can think of. Thank you that I'm here. I'm alive. You saved me. 
Um, you've taken me out of darkness. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my friends. Whatever you can think of to thank the Lord, begin to be thanking him right now. But this is what I want you to do. The Holy Ghost is coming upon you right now. Open your mouth. You have to open your mouth, and you have to speak. You're going to start feeling something welling up. You're going to have syllables. You're going to have a language that you don't understand. That's okay. You won't understand it. You might hear someone next to you speaking in tongues right now. Don't pay attention to that because your language is going to be different from theirs, and that's how it should be. I'm going to join you guys, but you're not going to, remember, you're not going to sound like me. Oh, secote mi sida. Keep speaking. You have to open your mouths. Open your mouths and speak. You won't receive. It won't come up. Your language won't come up if your mouth is closed. Just speak. It's going to sound like gibberish to you. Your head's going to go tilt. That's okay. Isto seke de me see, it's supernatural. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now stop. God wasn't making you talk. You're not a puppet, right? You could turn it on, your spirit language. You can turn it off. And what I want to encourage you all to do, we have some material we want to get in your hands, so please don't leave until you get the good stuff in your hands, okay? What I want to encourage you to do, keep praying in the spirit. You might, maybe you only said, asoto, asoto. That's it. And it's like, man, I heard her talking, and she was... The more you practice, it's like a muscle. Yeah, we were all born with muscle, but if we lift, our muscle gets bigger. As we speak in other tongues more frequently, our, our prayer language, our, our spirit language, our speaking in tongues, the vocabulary will expand, and we'll be able to speak more. And it's so exciting when that happens, because when you say it, it's like, oh my gosh, that was a new word. Or all of a sudden, like this dam just bursts forth, and you just go... Just all this tongue starts coming out. You are releasing divine mysteries. You are speaking in the spirit directly to your heavenly father. You are releasing the plans of God on this earth. Amen. Your life will never be the same. Now, prayer team, could you come forward and hand out the... Um, Baptism in the Holy Spirit folders. We have a little white card, and we're asking that you please give us your name and a contact number. The reason we're doing that is because we want to reach out to you. You may have questions after tonight, and we want to be able to help you answer those questions and encourage you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.